Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Betches Media presents At Betches, a podcast hosted by Betches co-founders Jordana Abraham, Sammy Sage, and me, Aileen Drexler. We talk about it all from the latest celeb drama to the best movies to TV shows that we're so obsessed with right now. We share all of our thoughts, even the unpopular ones. Welcome to our pop culture group chat. This is going to be just like senior year, except for funner. Hello, and welcome back to the At Betches podcast. I'm Aileen. I'm Jordana. And I'm Sammy. And I am here to say Jordana's line that there is a lot to talk about in pop culture today. <laughs> except what we're not talking about is Scandaval because we are recording this earlier in the day Wednesday rather than what we usually do on Thursday. So people who are mad at us for talking about Bravo for half the episode, you're welcome. <laughs> Today's your day. Today's your day. <laughs> Today's your day. We will only piss you off by <laughs> deeming me the Taylor Swift expert of this uh, of this and you podcast. You didn't even get a PhD. Here's the thing. I didn't deem myself the, po- the Taylor Swift expert. I just, of the three of us, know a little more about we her. We deemed you. Right, yes. I know. I'm not... Here's the thing. I definitely like know a lot about Taylor Swift now, but I didn't become a fan until 1989. So I... The album, you know, not the year. Right, the album. <laughs> but, the womb. So it's it's not the same when you didn't like live the moments when they happened. So, you know, I, I have my blind spots, but look, I, I didn't claim to be a Taylor Swift expert. They claimed yeah. that I am a Taylor right. Swift expert. But But either way, I do love her music. I have, um, you know, and we'll so talk about her bring, relationship now. So why are you bringing up Taylor Swift today, Samantha? She's our first story. Okay, what's the story? <laughs> TMZ reported that she and Maddie Healy of the 1975 have broken up and that they are no longer together. But I thought she was so happy. I thought she was in love. Didn't she say she was so happy at the concert? She said it was the happiest she's ever been in many areas her, of her life. Maybe because she broke up with the other Joe one. Joe Alwyn. Honestly, I think this was – there's no right answer because none of us can ever know. But I think this was all sort of part of like a rebound game a little bit. It also came literally um, days after there was a report that they had moved in together, even though they were both on tour or going on tour. So it doesn't really – I don't know. It doesn't really make, make sense. There was a source in people that said she had fun with him, but it was always casual. They are no longer romantically involved. And there was a photograph that – What's why am I speaking like this? Photograph. There was a pic. <laughs> Little Tabasco. <laughs> Little Tabasco. There was a um, pic of him kissing a male security guard during his concert in Denmark. Like he's like reaching over the stage and like kissing a guy, security guard during his That's concert. That's thing. But he that kisses was like people during his concert before she announced what? it. That he kisses like people during his concerts. I know like that's if you're dating why, someone. That's one of the many reasons. Even that, if you're not, I don't think you should just be like randomly kissing your staff. I think he. It's not just the staff. He kisses fans. <laughs> he kisses fans too. He kisses. That's part that's of the controversy. Our policy. <laughs> Explicitly in our handbook. <laughs> no kissing the staff or the fans. No, he um he does. That's kind of like one of the reasons people are like, oh, he's gross. Why is she? Apparently, he stopped kissing. Staff Sounds like a good way to get a cold. 
or COVID. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like he stopped kissing staff and fans while they were technically on. But he, I guess, now is back on that. Like back on French that kissing? I don't know. I'm sure they're all different levels of smooches. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, they're all just. <laughs> but okay. Wait, there's another thing that happened. So she performed in Chicago this weekend and she got a bit choked up during one of her surprise songs, specifically during a line that was wondering if I dodged a bullet or just lost the love of my life. We don't obviously don't know who she's referring to, but could be both. Could be. Sometimes I think she's just doing this to us just like for fun. For the press? (laughs) For the press, for the fun. I know that she's obviously on this like rebound tour because like she never took, was photographed before. And now she's like, being she's doing her like squad girl thing. Well, that that could also be that Joe Alwyn really wanted them to be very private and was not into press. That was sort of something that seems to be established. That that was his. Uh, well, it seems like that was really good for their relationship because they they did date for a long time. Well, it was good for their relationship, but also when their relationship started, she was like quote canceled. Like that was her reputation mm-hmm. era. So it probably was really helpful for her to be with someone who wanted to be private and didn't want the press interfering when she had literally just experienced kind of the worst backlash of that that, that she had had yet. But what to was your point I don't remember. It was when the Kanye thing came out and Kim released that that recording where she had supposedly told Kanye he could use one of the lines from like I just told Taylor Swift I think me and Taylor might still have sex. Uh-huh. Remember? And what did she he do? he came out with that. And what did Tay was, do? She had criticized him for using that line. And then Kim released this recording of, of her Taylor saying it's and Kanye okay. on the phone right. telling him it's okay. But then she denied that they had disclosed everything. And she had been like, I would very le- much like to be excluded from this narrative. Remember right, that? Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. So, and he did that music video with her like in the bed, right? That was, the, that was about that video. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. So... You know, so that was sort of like that long-standing thing. I think she wanted to probably be private in the beginning of that relationship. And then I read that like during the pandemic, they were kind of in their own little world. And then after some, some of their personal incompatibilities started to show through. But the other thing with Maddie Healy that I just want to say is that there was a tip sent to Dumois. And Dumois basically wrote on it that she had heard the same that was kind of like, they didn't break up because they were never that intensely together. This has been casual the whole time and it's continuing to kind of still be casual. So the idea of them having broken up is like not really applicable to this anymore. Like a mutual fade, not even a fade, just like, Oh, we're not going to be as public about it. Well, if that was the case, why wouldn't she like, do that right when the the rumors of the of like all this messed up stuff that he was doing like if it wasn't ever that serious why even allow that to be like the storyline well because i think that it took a bit for the like backlash against him to really grow and i think maybe also speak now is coming out in a month so she needs to be it's like okay if she's going to now make this whole uh album and people are gonna be talking about john mayer and how he was a dick to her it doesn't really hit the same if she's dating this guy who's also kind of known to be a dick so i wonder if maybe she just wants to be able to have the relationship without having to deal with constant feedback about it 
I'm just saying, if, like, I don't if it was never that serious as the Dumois thing claims, I don't even understand why it would why she would have let it go public in the first place. It just seems like a weird PR move. She was seen photographed with him, like walking from yeah. car to establishment. <laughs> right, but I think never that serious doesn't mean that they don't really like each other. Like what serious I think implies like, oh, they're moving forward in a future together. That doesn't mean that it's not a serious hookup. Like the hookup is real. I don't think it's about it hasn't even been that long that they could probably be establishing like, you know, a longer term serious relationship. I just think maybe and this is what Dumas seemed to agree with, that she was it's a little bit just easier for them to continue their fling if there's not constant feedback about it from the media, especially since they're now both going on tour separately. So they're probably not going to be physically as together as much. Well, I kind of feel like she should just date Pete Davidson, even though he has his own little scandals. Oh, my God. But, I don't know why I can't wait to talk to Pete Davidson. Yeah. I mean, don't you feel like she's due for a Pete Davidson fling? I, I, he's I, with somebody. I feel, like that, I feel like that really gets you back like into the game. Oh, he's dating someone, says Holly. Um, all right. Well, that won't last. I don't know. I, I think, but Aileen, to your point, I think that she does just kind of like to make conversation. And honestly, that's why I like her. I realized I was like, why do I, what do I like so much about this? I love listening to the lyrics and finding these like Easter eggs and connecting it to what she's doing in public. And kind of like, I feel like I'm solving this mystery in real time, sort of like Scandaval, but for Taylor for her whole life. And I just find it really, um, I find it like fun to follow the way you're doing like a puzzle. I feel the opposite. I have like Taylor dating life fatigue. I'm like ready to like not talk about Taylor who Taylor is. But she honestly like only is this. She's been quiet for so long while she's been dating Joe. So that's why I'm newly into it. And now now it's just kind of maybe we're oversaturated by Matt Healy stuff because he's not that because people were against. He's not that famous. And I think you're also like burnt out from just Taylor content because her tour is happening right now, and it's like literally everything that you see. On, yeah, and on everyone's going, and everyone's, everyone's posting going, about it, and they can't stop going, and they can't stop posting about it. No offense, Samantha, you've already gone and posted um, <laughs> only once. I know exactly. No, offense. so far, no offense, yeah. Holly. And listening. she's about to she's about <laughs> to release like another album. I'm like, all right, take a break. It's all part of it. She gets in these like overexposed cycles. I did have a prediction that I think she's going to, I think she's trying to like, she she got really big in the pandemic and with Midnight's. And I feel like she's almost trying to like do another media cycle, like the Kardashians where it's like anger, love, you know, there's where there's like sways of emotion towards her and kind of allows her to reinvent herself. And I really hope that she does a rock, like an angry rock album. That's like, you like know. Demi Lovato right now is doing, she's literally yeah. doing or like all Miley, of her song. yeah, or My- Miley goes rock. Yeah, I could. I want Taylor to go rock like Miley went rock. Holly says, "Give us a 1989 rock <laughs> album." Yes, exactly, exactly. Holly, I want her to not keep redoing her old albums. I think it's like a little excessive. It's the same song. It's the same songs. Honestly, the it's most, the, the best part of that. It's the same songs. Okay, but she also adds like. <laughs> She also adds a lot of songs. So <laughs> it's mostly Haley, the same songs. 
Oh, Holly says I'm glaring at Jordana right now. <laughs> I mean, it's just kind of crazy look, to me that like she keeps releasing the same album that already exists, and then everyone gets so, so excited. Can, it's like it's the same exact. She, she also she updates. She updates the production, and I actually think the songs sound better. I think they sound pretty much the same. <laughs> well, because they're the same songs. You guys sound like you're in bridesmaids. <laughs> well, that that's why Jordana's not a music critic. Everyone, are you? Are you? Um, you're always growing and changing. Yeah. I mean, look, is it a capitalist money grab? Sure, it's funny because it's like a capitalist money grab against to rebel against a capitalist money grab. Which is, yeah, you well, know, you got to fight capitalist money grabs it's with revenge. capitalist money grabs. It's you know, revenge. She should just call them spite albums. Speak now. Parentheses, spite album. Yes. I would I would be more likely to um to listen. It's so that she can own it from like Scoot, right? Yes, that is the real reason. Right, because- but somehow she's made this like everyone's problem. <laughs> <laughs> is it everyone's problem if people are like buy like buying them? Like people fucking No. She, I, I mean, mean she does like these ridiculous releases of Oh, people are gonna hate me that I said she does these ridiculous releases. Also, because I was personally considering buying a turntable so I could listen to a fucking Taylor album on vinyl <laughs> earlier last week. But <laughs> I do think they they do sound different. She does own them rather than someone else owning them. So like she's getting royalties. But that's on about her, her. Like why do we right. care? That's about fans. Her. Well, the fans care. They're doing I mean, it to support I like, her. I'm excited about her new about hearing new songs. Like, I, just I feel like, that's exciting. I just think it's kind of like the Emperor's New Clothes. It's like I have a new album and it's the same album that I already released. It's like something out of Zoolander. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that if she didn't add several tracks to each one that like actually are really good and new. Right. So she gets to write three songs and put out a whole album. No, they're like seven to ten songs that are new on each album, which for <laughs> some people is literally which for some musicians is a whole album. Okay. I mean, that's just my my personal thing. <laughs> I like all two all time. Haley Williams is going to be on Speak Now re-recording and so will Fall Out Boy, according to Holly. But also I, like I knew Fall that like and Fall I just Out forgot Boy. it. Oh, well, I guess, I guess we would. <laughs> I guess you'll have to listen. <laughs> guess you'll have to listen to her old song. It is her old song. I'm sorry. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If I had an extra hour in my day, I would definitely be napping more. I would watch more of my favorite shows. And most importantly, I would connect more with my loved ones. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. But the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Personally, I've been to therapy for many years now. And nothing has helped me more than therapy and figuring out what are the priorities in my life What are the things that I need to do to strengthen my relationships, to make the most of my day, and to make the most of my mental health? So I can't recommend therapy enough. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash betches today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Betches. Listen, we all know that scratchy PJs can make a very cranky kid, so I always reach for Little Sleepies. Little Sleepies makes award-winning bamboo PJs that moms rave about. I love Little Sleepies. They are so soft, and they also stretch out a lot, so your kid can 
fit into one size over a longer period of time. There's nothing more annoying than buying one size and then they grow out of it within one month. The prints are just like so cute, but really it is just so soft. The bamboo, like I want my own. Little sleepy zip romper pajamas, aka zippies, were designed with thoughtful details like fold over feet, mittens, and a double zipper to make middle of the night diaper changes easier. Made from their buttery soft custom milled Luna Lux bamboo viscose, their zip footy pajamas are gentle and sensitive skin and babies with eczema. But what parents rave about most? How long they fit. And Little Sleepies makes the best baby shower gift. They have inclusive sizing from preemie to adults 3X. There are also nursing and pregnancy-friendly styles available for adults. Try a pair of Little Sleepies today. Fair warning, you will never go back. You can try Little Sleepies for yourself by visiting littlesleepies.com. Plus, get 15% off your order on littlesleepies.com with code BETCHES. That's L-I-T-T-L-E-S-L-E-E-P-I-E-S.com. Promo code batches. Okay, so Pete Davidson is in the news, not for his love life, but instead for a scandal. Well, not it's not really a scandal. It's more so like his fight with PETA, like Pete, Pete versus, versus PETA. PETA. <laughs> and um, what happened was he photos were leaked of him and his girlfriend Chase buying a dog at a dog store. And PETA, like, leaked those photos, I guess. And people are mad that he's not adopting. So Pete Davidson, I don't, this, I just, his voicemails, leaves, it's just so funny. He leaves a voicemail, very explicit voicemail, which I will read. I'll read the transcript. Can you, can you also read what the title is of the, for the person that he left it to? Because that, yes. that's very funny. Yes. So he left this. He called Daphne Nachminovich, the senior VP of cruelty investigations uh, at PETA. And he explains his reasoning for why he bought this dog. Hi, my name is Pete Davidson. Can this you read message- it angrier? Can you read it angrier? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Hi, <laughs> my, na- <laughs> my name is Pete Davidson. This message is for Daphna. Thank you so much for making comments publicly that I didn't adopt a dog. I just want to let you know that I'm severely allergic to dogs, so I have to get a specific breed. I'm not only allergic... Wait... I'm only not allergic to cavapoos and those types of dogs. And my mom's fucking dog, who's two years old, died a week prior. And we're also sad. So I had to get a specific dog. So why don't you do your research before you fucking create news stories for people? Because you're a boring, tired fuck. Fuck you and suck my dick. Okay. <laughs> it's just like if you listen to it, like, because you hear it in his voice. But um, so he leaves his voicemail and it's obviously leaked. And PETA says a long thing they're not like swayed by this thing because they explain why it's more important to adopt she says since shelters in new york and across the country are overflowing with homeless animals PETA urges pete to show some big heart energy <laughs> by adopting like is that a big dick energy by adopting <laughs> not shopping in the future um they also said that there is no such thing as a hypoallergenic dog and that the specific breed he did buy can be adopted. Apparently, they said if Davidson had actually done his research, he would have learned that there is no such thing as a hypoallergenic dog. But then he, they say where hearts go out to Pete and the rest of the Davidson family, blah, 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 blah. So then Davidson admitted that he was unaware that he could adopt a specific hypoallergenic dog and was told it wasn't an option. And if it was, it was rare. 
And he was just really sad about the family dog dying. He said he hasn't seen his mom and sister cry like that over 20 years. Like the fact that all of this is in the news is what I find most entertaining. But me too. <laughs> he was trying to cheer up his family. And he was already upset that the store had filmed him without permission or acknowledgement. And then he said, then this organization, PETA, made it a public example of us making our grieving situation worse. I'm upset. I was. It was a poor choice of words. I shouldn't have said what I said, but I'm not sorry for standing up for myself and my family. So like quite right. yeah. a fight. I it's funny because I don't think I would have known about this if he didn't leave PETA the voicemail. Like if. I wouldn't have known that PETA was mad about his dog adoption if he didn't fight back about his dog adoption. Honestly, PETA should be on The Real Housewives because I feel like this <laughs> yes. is like a very shady move on their part all around. Like the picture taking of him, leaking the voicemail. Well, PETA didn't take the picture. Somebody at the dog store took the so picture. They condemned him. I think Fine. they, yeah. They Somebody condemned him it. and then they they leaked the voicemail, clearly. They already did this this plot line on, Be on Beverly Hills. Lucy, yeah, Lucy, I, Apple Juicy. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it was so boring, though. Yeah, it was very boring. Well, I just feel like I kind of feel like the PETA anger is like misdirected. Like, don't blame the people who are buying the dogs from the dog from the dog stores. Like, blame the, the larger institution that's allowed this to happen. It's like shaming someone for not recycling. The individual is not really the cause of the issue. The issue is that it's even like available. Right. They're shutting down dog stores. They like are. They're, they're But like I'm saying like the, it's not the, PETA that's doing that. It's his. It's not Lobbying. like he's not necessarily supposed to be like an expert in all this. Look, I will be very courageous and admit that my dogs are not adopted. So I have no cred here um, to criticize PETA on any of this. Or to criticize or Pete. Pete, Pete or Peter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what was the thing with Heather Dubrow? She once was like, she's like, yeah, like. Um, we wanted a certain kind of dog. So like we bought the dog from like a breeder, but like we're donating a ton of money to the animal <laughs> shelter. So like that when I'm talking about this on TV, people don't um, come for me. It's right. Right. <laughs> I mean, here's, it's just like, okay, I'm, I'm not morally perfect or ethically, ethically what? perfect. <laughs> but at least you didn't send this voicemail where he knew it would obviously get leaked, but he go he like had to end with fuck you and suck my dick. <laughs> like yeah. to me, that is like so that to me was the funniest part because it wasn't like he was just sort of he was make he was just like this guy who was mad. And he was just mad and he explained himself in a way that was like emotional. And then he just was so mad that he called literally the senior vice president of cr cruelty investigations and told her to suck his dick like that is the most immature way of fighting and obviously rude but like do you think if he hadn't said uh fuck you and suck my dick that maybe the rest of oh and maybe the boring tired fuck part do you think maybe if he had just done fuck. the explanation and been like good day sir yeah and then hung up that maybe it would have been fine i think it would have been a little bit yeah less um nuts but I just what I like about it is obviously not what he said, but that it seemed like real. You know what I mean? It wasn't yeah, like no. it wasn't crafted by a PR team. Obviously. No, no, no. So like that to me was that I find that that, that rarely happens in the media these it's days. Like it's like he, they're not reporting on like Pete Davidson at an appearance. Mm -hmm. Pete Davidson actually in his personal life picked up the phone and had this conversation <laughs> and then it made news rather than like this right. long lead story about right. what was Pete Davidson going to do? Who's he dating? It's like 
It was a spontaneous act. Uh huh. The spontaneity of it, I think, is the spontaneity and the fact that it wasn't like crafted by PR teams, which is everything that you see. Like we are always speculating that something is done via PR teams for somebody's benefit. This seems so purely not that. That to me, it seems like a gem of a moment that we must all cherish. I also think it's interesting how like PETA is probably the most, they're going to come for us. They're one of the most, um, I would say like aggressive personally to people who do the things that they're they don't against, like. that they don't like. But imagine to your point, Jordana, if there was like a, a recycling equivalent that they would come and like throw paint on you when you're cu- putting out your recycling in the, you know, maybe they check your cans on the end of your driveway yeah. to make sure or like... <laughs> Just imagine if you had someone patrolling your garbage room and checking your garbage. That's what I'm saying. I think that like public shaming isn't really the answer. So I am kind of team Pete on this one. I'm team neither. I'm team non-crafted PR statements, which is fun for me to enjoy. Me too. Also, like what happens to the dog if no one adopts it in in the dog store? They kill them. Exactly. So it's like, I mean, again, don't blame the person who's saving the dog. In my mind. Yeah. But the problem is you're paying for it. You're not like adopting and like you are saving the life of the dog, but they claim that like you're promoting the business of these puppy mills that like. But that's what I'm saying. You, Go to the source. Like, for sure. Don't, I know. Don't, I know. Yeah. I know. I know. They, but like the no matter what, the dogs will be dying. There's homeless dogs. There's right. ho- dogs everywhere that that do end up dying. And the adoption agencies are the ones that do really like purely save the dogs but um there's no like perfect scenario but i agree that like the public shame of the person is is rough yeah go after the puppy mills it's yeah, my for sure that's my the, thought. i think that is like a big activist movement is to go for the puppy mills um right. and the dog stores and ele- illegalizing them but like Lisa Vanderpump made her whole thing about dogs and like dog cruelty and dog fighting, right? In China, where? Yeah, stop Yulin forever. Yeah, stop Yulin forever. I mean, dog fighting is <laughs> that's a different story. Stop Yulin um, forever lives in my brain like all the time. Stop Yulin forever. I randomly will think about stop, stop Yulin forever. <laughs> um, Same, but so okay. I guess I think it ends here though that that argument. Fuck you and suck my dick. That's where we can end. (laughs) Suck my dick. On that note. (laughs) Do you love making money, but also love spending money? Don't we all? Now you can make money while you spend it every time you shop with Ibotta. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. So you can make sure you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. So you could buy that flight you've been eyeing, that game you've been dying to go to, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much. With Ibotta, just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and you get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code BETCHES when you register. 
Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code BETCHES. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code BETCHES. I'm Betch's co-founder, Aileen, and as you may know, we have been in the media game for a minute. And between meetings, podcasting, dinners, etc., I need a wardrobe that works with me, not against me. And that's why Lee is a staple in my wardrobe. I recently got this white jacket, jean jacket from Lee, and I got their button-down. I must say that the quality is very, very good because when you wear a button-down, it is very difficult to find one that doesn't kind of come apart. And this one is not only very soft and comfortable, like I can move my arms around, but I really, really like it. It just looks really cute. And it's like Western. Western's so in right now. And then I also love the white jacket I got. It's like off-white, but it has this blue stitching and it's like, I'm going to wear it over the shoulders, perhaps on my vacation. I'm just really into it. And Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. It's a classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG and what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com, that's L-E-E dot com, that's L-E-E dot com to shop spring looks now. Let's talk about Natalie Portman. Yes. Okay. Natalie. Poor Natalie. Has not been in the news in quite a bit. Well, no, she was in the news in the sense that, like, during Cannes, she was looking fucking stunning. She was dressed (laughs) by Dior as she, you know, she is a representative of Dior for so long. But I have to say. No drama in the news. She's beautiful. I cannot. I cannot overstate that her dress some people were dressed good you know helen mirren had the blue hair questionable but natalie <laughs> that dress but anyway so new news well, aileen about- she's single i know <laughs> maybe maybe she's, she's single <laughs> um oh. it sounds like yeah it sounds like you might be, uh, might be interested i might have a chance yeah um so i i guess i don't know if she's single that might have been that might, i might have spoke too too soon so her she husband is trying to get her back she 41 and her ballet dancer husband, Benjamin, how do we Mille say alien? You've been trying. That are <laughs> battling to save their marriage after she discovered that he had an affair with a 25 year old woman. They had met while filming Black Swan back in 2009. Amazing movie. And page six said that the couple who got married in 2012 separated last year, but managed to work through their relationship problems. And just days ago, the couple was spotted kissing. So here's what happened. Which couple? Natalie and and Ben. Right. Spotted kissing. Ben. But then Uh there's photographs from France suggesting that Ben, former New York City ballet principal dancer, has been spending time (laughs) with a glamorous young climate activist, Camille Etienne, 25 years old. Right. The pictures that people are seeing is like she's coming and leaving from his office, from his office building. But Where's his there. office? What do you do in an office after you were a ballet principal dancer? That's what I want to know. <laughs> what I mean. what office Whenever are you I hear New York working? City pr- ballet principal dancer, it makes me think of center, center stage, stage, obviously. Yes. And you know, I once, I, I think I said this on the show when I did bump into him, but I once did pass by the good guy on center stage. What was his name? With the um dark, the dark hair. 
Yeah, center stage. Yeah. Cast. It's your dream, mom. It means more to you than it ever did to me. <laughs> His real name is Sasha, but I've Charlie, to Charlie, be. Charlie and Cooper. So when I hear principal dancer, I think of Cooper. Same. I always wanted to be in an American ballet company. But anyway, sources, sources source, say she's going to stay yes. with him. Well, well, no. That's yeah. not what it says. He's trying I, to get her back. Yes, but I've I've seen different articles that said that sources say that that um she's at, she's going to stay with him. For now. You know. She's her biggest focus right now is protecting the kids and he's doing everything he can to get Natalie to forgive him. He loves her and their family. Well, don't fuck the 25-year-old climate activist, Benjamin. Should have said no. Should have gone home. Should have looked. Never mind. Can you, you forgive cheating? This. What would you do if you were Natalie? Well, I mean, I don't they know. They were I'm separated not... last year, so maybe like <clears throat> it's sort of like a finer line where they fully back together. Like we were on maybe, a break? That, maybe we don't have all the deets. Maybe they were on a break, you think? Potentially. I mean, when you're separated, I guess I think you're allowed to date other people. Right. Yeah. I, I, I don't know their rules, you know? Um, I don't know. It, it's hard to say like without really knowing the specifics of the situation, if I would forgive him. Um, and also like how good is their relationship? Like how much good are you giving up for this person who cheated on you? I think that actually matters to some extent. Um, you know, was it like a one time Like, do you think that it was really reparable? In the long term. Right. And I think it kind of depends on that. Yeah. And yeah. also on the kids and like the specifics of the cheating, I think. And the emotions that went with the cheating. So I think there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot to unpack. Yeah. Agreed. A lot to unpack. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code BETCHES20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's. And enter the code BETCHES20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, and use code BETCHES20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Okay, can we talk about the book that we're reading for Betch's new book club, Bachelet Society, if you have not heard about it? I think we teased it once, did we not? Maybe that was for Back for Seconds. It might have been back for seconds that we that I was talking about reading it on. Sammy, do you want to first of all quickly say what Bachelor Society is, and then we can quickly preview the book because yeah, I we also don't want to spoil it for you, but we'll tell you half. what it. We'll tell you the premise because it's honestly, I think if you're a listener of this podcast and you like pop culture topics, then you would really enjoy this book. Well, so what happens okay. when you read the like? What's the what's the deal with Bachelor Society? Basic 
Well, for now, you know, we're going to obviously see where it takes us, see how much, see how much you guys want out of this. But right now we are, you know, if you go to the at Betchlit Society Instagram and you go to the link in bio, you can sign up to get a biweekly newsletter where we're going to be giving you our favorite book recommendations, telling you why we like it. We're stating, we're saying, I believe in staying away from ratings for this because I think that that can really like turn people on or off to a book like really um, unnecessarily. But so the first book, the first book we picked is called The Daydreams. And it's kind of like almost like ripped from the headlines of if you talked about like the tabloid stories of like child stars and high school musical and Britney Spears and Lindsay Lohan. And like, let's say you have a hypothetical group of those stars and they were doing like a reunion show in present day. And it kind of like flashes back and forth between like what really happened and them kind of trying to make sense of it in their lives now. And then what happens with this big televised reunion show. So it kind of like yeah. reminds me of Glee because the yeah. sh- because they're a music group. Oh, it's so funny. You thought Glee. I thought High School Musical because they're like in high school and they're a band. Right. But I think it kind of works. You know, I think high it's kind of Glee is all. in high school and but they're in a, it, in a choir. They were – isn't it just high school students that, that dance or like sing? I only watched it for like a few seasons. Glee? Glee, yeah. Yeah, it's it's like a, they're the Glee Club. Of in high right, school, right? They're the Glee Club, duh, Glee. Hello, yeah, Glee Club in high school, um, and but they're all right. very good, and they'll redo because what in Daydreamers they like redo songs, like popular songs, but then they also have their own songs. Yeah, and there was like all this drama within the group, obviously, and there's like one heart throb, and like it just yeah. um, it reminded me of that. So I mean, this isn't spoiling it to just kind of set no. up who the characters are, but there's you know there are four people in this band, and. It obviously centers on like the heartthrob hot guy who he ends up having like a really successful Hollywood career. And then the girl he was dating kind of ends up like spiraling. She becomes a mess. She, her reputation sort of ruined like a la Lindsay Lohan status right. or so many other child stars. The narrator herself is someone who was like, she and this other girl were like supporting characters sort of. She becomes a lawyer and she wants to like, she wants like no one to know she did the show, no one to remember that she was a child actor and she gets sucked back into doing this reunion. And then the fourth one is this girl who's like a wag influencer type and, you know, her life is sort of lived online. Does it move faster in the second half only because I got the first half I, I read pretty quickly, but does it like, you know, does it have that momentum like some of these books to have? Honestly, I find it hard to – I read it like a few weeks ago. I so I don't, I don't really remember the pace, but I read it – like this was one where I just read straight through. I was like, I have to find out. You have to find out what, what happens. happens. Right. I think it was pretty exciting the whole time. I don't know what part you're up to. But there were good th- – there was good stuff. Good stuff in it. Good stuff. Um, yeah, I, I, I liked it so far. Did you ever see the movie – I think it's called Nope – Jordan Peele. Yeah, yeah. Okay. With is that the one where they do the reunion? They like show that there was like a show, and then the animal like screwed up the. Yeah, yeah. So it had. It also sort of reminded me of that a little oh my bit. God, I forgot about that. Right, the chimpanzee like kills everyone, but yeah. that's not what happens. <laughs> no, that doesn't happen in the book. But it did remind me of that. Like 
you know, a child star had tragic things. It's not like a happen. murder book. The Daydreams? Yeah. It it could. It could. There could oh. be a murder, but I don't. I'm not up to it. Oh, my God. No, no. Amy, no I'm not reading. saying there could be a murder. I'm saying like it, is a, it, it moves like a murder book. Right. But it's not a murder book. Maybe. <gasps> oh, my God. It moves. Like- <laughs> I, I must. I must finish. <laughs> Move like a snake. So once, so once, um, you finish reading, is there a discussion? Like, where can I? Where am oh, I yeah. talking? So there's a Geneva chat. If you have the Geneva app, you sign up and you can join the Bachelet Society okay. group. Lots of people have introduced themselves. They're all talking about what they're reading. I'm debating whether because I just finished last night's. I just finished the next book. I'm debating whether we should be doing some like early access spoilers in there. You know, for people who are in the Geneva chat, like maybe you want to get ahead of. Oh, maybe. 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 Um, well, either way, once we figure out, we're we're trying to make it so that everybody like, you know, it's created not just by us, but the people reading how best we can make it for everyone to enjoy a book club. We're taking your recommendations. We're also looking for things that you haven't seen everywhere. Like you all know what the new Colleen Hoover book is. Like, I don't need to recommend that to you. You know, right. We're looking for, you know, up and coming authors and just interesting new talents. So I gotta say Verity was just okay. I loved Verity. I thought Verity was sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I thought Verity was um, kind of just okay. Also, like it was I I read it. I knew it was like you knew what was going to happen. Right. I knew it was going to happen. Yeah, I, I agree. I, still really really I think it was it. very overhyped. And I think that that's why I, everyone was like, I remember I asked on my Instagram, like what book to read? And everyone was like, Verity, Verity, Verity. And then I read it and I'm like, really? This is like fine. I think that's kind of the problem is that everyone sort of, that certain books get like the name for, yeah. you know, they just become like that book that everybody's reading. And so you, you assume like, oh, if everyone's reading it, it must be so good. But that doesn't mean everybody thought it was like, Amazing. Right. Right. A lot of that is just like what pops and versus like when you read it. a lot has to do with like when you read it too. It's like what mood you're in. What did you read yes. last? What did you watch last? What kind of thing? Like, will you, res- how will you respond to this type of genre in that yeah. moment? Um, and like everybody likes different things. Like I don't love murder, <laughs> but yeah. I love financial crime. Me too. So we're definitely living in the like financial crime, celebrity, public figure, important people do behaving badly space here. This is, you know, I agree. Murder, a little predictable, you know, oh, it's usually the husband to say. (laughs) So I I like Verity a lot, but I agree that when a book is everywhere, you're like, oh, I must like this. I kind of felt that way about tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow, but maybe it's just I couldn't really get into it. The other I didn't finish thing, it. So the other yeah. thing that I once recommended to everybody on this podcast before I finished it was the last thing he told me, which is now a show on Apple. Um, I know, I know. I recommended it before I find found out the twist at the end, and then when I found out the twist at the end, I was like so fucking mad that I yeah. recommended it to everybody. You recommended it to me so hard, and I was reading it <laughs> when I was on vacation. It was good. And then Until I was reading the, the more I was reading it, I was like, does Aileen have bad taste? <laughs> um. <laughs> I know. That's why I was so mad that I recommended it to everybody. I was like, 
this is not this is a very big letdown of a twist and it's annoying and the fact that they even the made characters it, were annoying i thought the, too yeah yeah well what that's why i couldn't even get through the fucking first episode of the show i was like okay jennifer garner uh, what's his name jamie lannister's in this like i gotta watch but it was it was so annoying i couldn't get through it you know what else was so annoying i couldn't get through what bupkis speaking of pete davidson Oh, I didn't oh. try. I, I haven't tried tried to watch the first episode of Bub Kiss, and people might hate me for this because a lot of people are liking it. I couldn't oh get God. through it. Alien, I had a okay. So I finished. I found it him took very me a while, annoying, but I finished Daisy Jones and the Six, and I wanted to discuss oh, yeah. one plot point with you. Spoilers, okay. but if you we're, haven't watched it by now, I don't think you're right going to. If you <laughs> okay. haven't watched Daisy Jones and the Six, I don't think you're going to by now. At the end of the show, yeah. that the guy's wife dies, right? Yeah, yeah, and then the daughter's like basically like trying to hook him back up with with daisy, daisy and she's like um and the mother's like last dying wish is that is that they get back together is that, was that a fucking joke i watched it with mike <laughs> i watched it with mike i was like if this was me and you had been like making out with this woman while we're married and we have a kid my last wish isn't for you to like go see her like are you fucking kidding maybe like she i think the whole thing is that the wife was like the glue of everything and that when she passed away, she was like, for you to keep going, I'm doing this selfless thing that's oh like, God. you have, this is your soulmate, maybe, beyond me. And so While he's you like should making be with out her. with this woman behind her back. Right. It's total, but, but, but they've moved on from there. Like many, many years have passed. Like that's what you're supposed to assume. She oh wouldn't God. have that done would that. That would not be my wish. That would I know that be. would be your wish. That would, would that be your wish? Um, I have to. <laughs> It's a very, very specific situation. But but I did say that you would like it. Did you like it? Besides um, the end. I did like it. I thought the end was bullshit. Okay, um, but I said besides but the up, end. Yes. But up until then, I did like it. I liked like I liked when he when he chose the wife and he chose not to yes. and yes. he was it was funny because he's like, Oh, we could be like all fucked up together and she's like, Oh, I didn't realize like I don't really want to be like a fuck up and like yeah. be all fucked up together. Right. Daisy. Yeah, Daisy. So I thought that was like a great moment for her. And then I just thought they ruined it with that last scene of like, oh, it's because the last scene is sort yeah. of like, oh, they've been meant to be together the whole time. And now that this bitch is dead, they can finally be together. Right. This bitch is dead. <laughs> That's what it felt like. Did, what did it not? Yeah. No, I agree with you. I thought it was like quite a cop out. Right. Because I just don't think it's realistic. I don't think that like someone that a wife would be like, when I die, I want like you and my mis and your old mistress to be together finally now. I think a better ending would be like, okay, they're all at the funeral. Maybe they reunite and they kind of look back and say, like, we made the right decision. Like, that could have been. That's more realistic. Know, it's more realistic yes. to say, like, we don't give in to these, like, lustful, bad habits. And instead, we think more about our children and just, like, lo like the long-term, like, long-term life. Yeah. And then, and, you know, that's maybe what's best. Right. Than to give in. I said to Mike, I was like, if this was you, I would be like haunting the shit out of you if you <laughs> yeah. did that. And murder you again. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he's not dead. But um, I'm glad you liked it. But yeah, Bubkiss, I couldn't, I couldn't even get through. But anyway, I just don't find Pete Davidson that funny. Except for his voice. So, I think, well, it's also Bubkiss is sort of the same exact, like the reason I didn't watch it because it's the same plot line as the movie he already made of like is, King of Staten it? Island. You see the I King just, of Staten? 
Yeah, I do, but I have no memory of what it was about. It's like he only has one storyline. I think it's like a little unoriginal. Let's revamp. Well, I think he, he was almost trying to be like, do you ever watch the show Dave on Hulu? Yeah, that's a good show. He's so funny. Like he's yeah. funny on his own and he's not even a comedian. He's like a rapper. And little Dicky. Yeah, little Dicky. Yeah, yeah. And I find he reminds me of like Larry David almost, like a Larry David rapper. And he's like more, he's like more self-deprecating, I think, than like Larry, Larry yeah, David. Potentially. But yeah, potentially. He's like a young Larry David. Um, but see, I almost felt like Pete was trying to like follow the same formula. I, mean, I don't he know. He had a great cast. Yeah. Edie Falco. I know. And Joe Pesci. The yeah. whole the, the episode starts off where he's doing reality VR porn and he like jizzes all over his mom. Like, I'm like, not that funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the first scene. Not for me. Not for us. Yeah. Not for us. Um, sorry to use the word jizz, guys. Who's being sent to the Caymans? I think Natalie um, Portman's husband. Yes. Benjamin Mipier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. By the way, we do actually have somebody, we're, we're not going to shout out our viewer, but I've been meaning to shout out somebody who DM'd me some information literally weeks ago during the coronation, and I promised her a shout out. Her handle and name is at Sonia Villar, and she filled me in on why the fucking British armed guard people wear the hats strapped to their chin, you know, strapped under their mouth and not on, on their chin, Yeah, and to thank her. She said that she wanted to be hypothetically sent on a five-star vacation. So I want to finally send her on that because I've forgotten every week to bring it up. So Sonia, thank you for for helping me out. I promised I would get you and now I got you. And um, let's go on a five-star vacation. Five-star vacation to Buckingham Palace. I like that because it's not like she like was like, oh, I can't believe fucking Sammy didn't know. And then like wrote like a one-star review. She like DM'd you and explained it to you. Yeah. And like, you're like, oh, wow, I learned something. Thank you so much. And then, and now she's being hypothetically sent first class. To the Buckingham Palace. I think there should be like, hey, look how far you can rise in this country. (laughs) American dreams. (laughs) Being hypothetically sent to the Cayman Islands by your favorite podcast. No, she's going to Buckingham. She's going to Buckingham, not Caymans. I think- I think there should be a class in school about internet etiquette. And one of the one of the subjects will be like how to slide into someone's DMs respectfully. What I think? think that that should be a class, but I think first Instead they should of health, do like or maybe in personal addition to finance. That's, that's important too. <laughs> yeah, maybe they should personal do like finance. Some, maybe like <laughs> taxes. Taxes, personal finance, maybe like emotional regulation. How insurance works. Yeah. Maybe like <laughs> How to, yeah, how, how all these like random things work, like insurance, permits, you know. But here's the thing. If they, if they taught you about that stuff, then, then you'd forget it all by the time you were, um, you were going to need it. Or you'd remember because your brain was so malleable at that point that it got stuck in at at the right time. No, you know why they don't teach it? Because then they can't scam you when you're an adult who doesn't know what's going on. How credit They count on you not knowing. That's what the business model is, is like, uh, if we all knew how to do our taxes, which the government actually knows how much we all owe in taxes, and yet there's still TurboTax and all these things, and yet who would be making money on us doing our taxes if they taught us how to do it? Yeah, I guess, but they're not making money on us. I'm just saying in general, like, 
there's incentives against I helping it. us run our lives effectively. But say there weren't. I would lo- I would have loved a class on insurance or like yeah. taxes, obviously. And sliding into the DMs. And internet etiquette when it comes to <laughs> commenting on podcasts. <laughs> Specifically that. <laughs> that didn't really exist then. <laughs> An updated Emily Post situation. Anyway, that's it for today's At Betches podcast. You can follow me at Jordana Abraham. Follow me at Sammy. And I'm at Aileen. Please leave us a review, five stars, if you love this show. If you love hearing us, just shoot the shit. And if you want me to leave a voicemail to Daphna. Um, (laughs) And we'll see you next week on the At Betches podcast. At Betches is produced by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Picot, Rebecca Sosmacat, and Aliza Zim. Editing by Basilio Perez. Be sure to follow at Betches on Instagram and send us your emails to podcast at Betches.com. Betches.